everyone. Casey and Danielle here. Oh, God, it's been forever. We've got our feedback. Back streets, back. All right, everybody. Did you miss this this voice? I didn't. (laughs) I certainly didn't. I've been hearing it. Uh, We just wanted to say hi Uh, to everyone, drop in briefly, just give you some tastes of what's going on over in the old garbage world. We're having so much fun both with Bitch Sesh and then with Garbage Sesh. Our newest podcast, there's been a lot going on over there, and I'm loving every second of it. Oh, yeah. We've got shows. We've, you know, obviously we're talking Housewives and Bravo, but we've also gotten into the world of Plath. Oh. Have you guys? This is this is actually, we're dropping back into the feed to do a PSA at the end of the day. This is a <laughs> PSA. Drop what you're doing. Stop listening to this and start watching Welcome to Plathville on the Learning Channel, TLC. How dare you call it the Learning Channel, Casey? Well, that's what you call it. it I know that that's it. That's what its Christian <laughs> name was. Well, people need to know. It's what we're learning about is a family of 17 who live in the middle of Georgia, and they've been kept from the modern world by their parents, and now they're breaking free. It's the greatest reality show of all time. Yeah, we get to see a young man lose his virginity and try Coca-Cola all in one day. It is Fascinating. Obviously, we're also covering sister wives over there. You know, we're doing a lot and we just wanted to give you a little taste. But mainly we want to announce our annual Halloween show is coming up, Danielle. We're so excited. You guys, we love it every year. It's the best thing that we do. We love all of your costumes. It's the most wonderful time of the year. We have our annual costume contest judged by a very special judge. I mean... You guys are the most creative, funny artistes, if you will. And guys, today it is free. It will be free for everybody who has joined Casey and Danielle's Garbage World. No matter which membership you've got, it's free. We'll get you the link. And the show is coming up October 26th, Thursday, 530 Pacific Standard, 830 on the East Coast. Love to see you there. And if you join Garbage World, even if you can't make it, you'll have access to the video as well. If you become a bougie bitch, which is our second tier, you'll have access to all the live shows we've been doing. And we actually have a very special one coming up, Danielle, (laughs) on September 20th. (laughs) Now, for those of you who were at an old live show about Mm. a year ago, maybe two years ago now, you'll remember a little something coined Red Towel Talk. Coined by one of our own listeners. Uh, Because... You know, when we came onto the screen, I was pretty shocked. I had arranged a background with flowers and, you know, I tried to really make it look nice with the professional lighting setup. And Danielle was simply recording from an echoey room with trash on the ground and Amazon boxes on top of a dirty treadmill and draped over it, which Danielle thought would hide the treadmill, <laughs> was a small red towel. Now, that red towel has been integrated into our lives and into our hearts. And now we face big things. We take people to the red towel when we have something to confront them on. And Casey and I ourselves, Casey is going to confront her brother on something and my sister will be confronting me. And it's going to be a really incredible. Especially your family. What happened at your sister's wedding? (laughs) So anyway, all of this past shows, of course, our entire catalog of Bitch Sessions on there ad-free and all all of our new shows. We're having so much fun over there. I'm re-energized. In fact, I have too much energy over there and I'm loving it. Uh, But we wanted to give you a little taste of what's been going on and we'll just tee up what you're about to hear. It's it's snippets. Uh, The first story that will be told has been 
I think the funniest story I've heard on our podcast, and it was told by Ms. Danielle Schneider to Mr. Brian Safi concerning what happened. And I'd like children not to be listening to this one. This is a a warning (laughs) about Danielle's daughter, Sid and Santa Claus and something Danielle did after that's truly eh, a It's upsetting, but we also have some of our favorite guests. We have Ray Sani, who, you know, Ray has been so incredible on our podcast. She's a comedian and a writer, as many of you know, and she has had some of the best lines of like telling Shannon, one Shannon Bedore to, you know, look busy. And Ray's the person that coined way back when, and this is way back when, that these shows had turned into true crime. Now, she comes back with a doozy. And so we wanted to share that with you because she's incredible. We also have Lauren Lapkus, one of our favorites, who turns us on to something that will change your lives. And it you have to hear it now because it's for the month of October and everybody needs to listen and listen good. We also have Deanna Chang with us. Remember last year she gave a shirt and this year she gives us Jean. I mean, what could be better? And she's joined by Stylist to the Stars, Sarah Neeris, to give us some, like, help with that. That's right. Then you'll hear from a gal who's doing incredible investigative work mm. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And her handle is facereality16. Now, this gal joined us hot on the heels of her own journalism, which is that she broke the story genuinely. She was the person she made pie charts and graphs based on looking at Mauricio and Kyle's Instagrams. She had charts. She determined they're headed for Skidsville. And she called the Mo, Mo, as we've been taken to calling her Mo, too. She called it all. She joined us right after this occurred. And Look, a lot's happening over there, and not the least of which is that we just found out that Mo is in sequence and doing Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> That's just something we all need to sit together. That we, uh, we all need to. All yeah. need to. But join us over there at Garbage World, Casey and Danielle's Garbage World. We've got Sarah Sherman coming up uh, next week, uh, who we love so much, doing a bitch sesh, and we hope to see you there. So enjoy this little uh, amuse-bouche, these tidlets. Tidbits? Tid- I'd like tidbits. Titlets, as you call them. These titlets. <laughs> titlets. And hopefully we see you at our annual Halloween show. We're so excited. We have big plans ahead, guys. And Danielle has quite a costume. Oh, yeah, do. We miss everyone. We hope you see you there. If you are already there, thanks for being there. It's been so much fun. The Discord is such an incredible space of community, and we really are having a blast. It's 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 been one of the most fun things in my life right now. So enjoy. See you soon. Another thing that I talked about on that podcast with you is that my daughter, she's actually turning 10 tomorrow, which is huge. I mean, I can't even believe it. She's so big. But, um, but, you know, I worried one thing I was asking you advice on is when do I break to her the Santa news of it all? Like when, how do I tell her there's no Santa? And again, am I 100% Jewish? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I understand. But you know what? Like they like Casey, like they do in England. Christmas is for everyone, and it because really it's just like this looks like fun, maybe yes. not religiously, but she's yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. She barely knows who Jesus is. Right, of <laughs> it's course. just some like guy. Okay, yeah. like he's yeah. she's like he's like some hippie that like people washed his feet. Like she has right. no idea, right? <laughs> Yes. But but Christmas, Santa, of Rudolph, course. like that's religion in our house. Yeah. And so we have been struggling with it because she's getting to that eight. I mean, she's was she's nine and people are right. saying it. 
like that there's no Santa. And I have been sort of being like, well, they're full of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is not great. But I just we love the magic of Christmas so <laughs> Turning much. Turning her it's, against her friends. Yes. I'm like, they are against you. They actually right. don't want you to know that, that you know the truth and they're fools. Um, and so we were like, OK, this is probably our last Christmas you know, with Santa. Like, the it's just thing. like, sure. at some point, are we doing her a disservice? That's fair. And so Matt was like really afraid. She went to sleepover camp a few weeks ago and he was really afraid of of what was going to happen there in terms of like Santa. Santa coming up in the dead yeah, of summer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never know though. I know. And I, of course, was like, why would they be talking about that now? Like, that's so silly. Like, we, that's nothing we have to worry about. And But Matt was. He was like, we're going to have to tell her. And I was like, no, we're fine. And then she comes home literally and she's like, my cabin mates called me stupid because I said <laughs> there was there was Santa. And, I was, and Matt's like, we have to tell her tonight. Tonight yeah, yeah. we have to do this. We have to do this. <laughs> so when she came home from camp is when she... And so how did she take it? She, well, she said... So that... But that's not true. And we were like, now we're doing her a disservice because she's right. feeling like she's stupid, but she's believing mom and dad. Why would mom and dad lie? You know, like she trusts us. Like we... Now we're just... Filling her head with nonsense. You know what I mean? Right. No, I get it. I get it. Now it feels like almost, I don't know, yeah. irresponsible or something. Yes. Even though actually in the grand thing, you're like wanting her to stay happy and protected. And yeah, it's a joyous thing. And magic. Thing. It's such, of course. There's, so, there's so little time you believe in magic that I wanted this for her Completely. as long as possible. But, you know, this was, she was, I don't know. I Matt and I were just like, we got to just rip this band-aid off and right. she already kind of knows people have told her like this is going to go down like we're just kind of confirming what i think she knows in her heart and her head and so we sat her down oh and the tooth fairy was coming that night too because she had just lost her tooth and we're like we have to just just spill the beans on this on all. everybody everything wow okay yes i mean yeah why not perfect timing actually it just felt like okay this is it she's just mm -hmm. home from camp she lost her tooth like this is now we have to do Yep. And so Matt was like, hey, if I gave you $20 for this tooth, would you give it to me instead of for the tooth fairy? And she's like, no, that'll upset the tooth fairy. And we're like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> these are, by the way, these are good tricks. And actually, if I ever have a child that I don't, I don't know, I someone would have to really throw it in my arms at this point. But if I ever, if I ever did. <laughs> I would use. These I was tactics. just going to throw a child in your arms. So this is your birthday <laughs> is coming up this weekend. That's <laughs> was, the only oh, way. You I ruined the surprise. <laughs> you were getting me a child. <laughs> I was getting you a child. Uh... Oh shit! Sorry, Danielle. Well, but the only way I would actually—I mean, the, someone would have to throw a child at me for me to even accept it because it would just be my reflex. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know because you're like, oh, yeah. somebody's throw. I don't want right. it to hurt my head. <laughs> of so course. I it. Of course. So we're like, okay, and so then we. Just just told her, look, we have to talk to you. And you took out your FBI badge. Yeah, <laughs> We're really the FBI. <laughs> Santa's dead. We killed him. No. Right. Um, and we just kind of said, you know, we know you love Christmas and, and people have been telling you for a while. And the truth is it's mommy and daddy. And and at that moment, she started to hysterically cry. Oh, hysterically. Boy, I mean, Brian... His, like, it could not have gone yeah. worse. Yeah. She was like, what? Yeah. But Christmas is ruined. Oh, no. <laughs> and what's the point of it now? And we're like, we're still going to buy you gifts. And 
right. the magic and we're the magic and you're the magic and now you get to spread the magic to other kids and like we just started scrambling just scrambling you, can i tell you something though what? that's such a pure honest reaction like it to me it's such a like tiktok reaction to be like yeah i know like i actually love that she was like <sighs> wow it just i don't know that feels a little i'm sure it was heartbreaking but also feels a little nice that she wasn't like jaded about it you know what no, i mean no she was heartbroken so we start crying hysterically because, you know, just to break your child's heart is like, right. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's like, we just didn't want you to feel foolish. And you <laughs> promised Christmas will still be good. And like, we're crying. She's crying. She's like, I mean, I kind of knew, I guess. But oh. I wanted to. But hearing you guys say now I know for real. And like, it was traumatizing for everybody. But then, but then, so. Also, no, and this is disgusting, but I'm just going to be honest. I also had like a stomach ache to tell her, like we had been knowing that we were going to tell her. So she's sitting in my arms. She's hysterically crying. I had the Mm. worst stomach ache in my life because this was (laughs) affecting me physically, mentally in every way. This is disgusting, but I I fart. (laughs) Sure. <laughs> did it did it change the tone of the conversation? <laughs> so it was silent because it was because it was because like of a, the compression on your stomach or who knows, right? Because but it was silent, but it was it was death seeping out. <laughs> You know what? I gotta say, anxiety does not smell good, neither does fear. And and that is all happening inside your body. And so that's happening. And so she then is like, "Ah!" she's hysterical. (laughs) She's hysterical crying, hysterical, and then jumps off me and Dara's like, what's that smell? (laughs) And I'm screaming, I'm sorry, mommy doesn't feel well, mommy doesn't feel (laughs) (laughs) Danielle, it is only the, here's the crazy thing. It's almost like your body knew the right move here. (laughs) It's the only thing that could break the tension. Is to make things even worse. <laughs> to make things worse. Like, you think you got problems to deal with? Here's a bigger one. <laughs> I have to say, that is straight out of like, I'll tell you, in a different in a different thing, that is straight out of like a, 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 a Kevin James playbook. Yeah. <laughs> <By the> way, <laughs> I've always prided myself on being a huge Kevin James fan. So yeah, he would have appreciated this. He would have really appreciated it. But then it gets worse. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no, I didn't shit. Oh, thank God. Okay, good. But then she's crying. You know, we're calming down. The fart is, is you know, like dissipating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's out of the room. Coming down. We're like, okay, okay. Can't even believe like, it. And we're just like, we just, you know, you learn things at camp and we just didn't want you to have to like deal with. Be embarrassed or yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know, like we just wanted to kind of like come know that you can always rely on mommy and daddy for the truth. But sometimes, you know, we're. And we're like, and she's like, okay. And then she goes, <laughs> she goes, what? What's a sixty nine? <laughs> whoa, whoa! <laughs> this night is one for the history books. I was like, what? 
The joys of camp, by the way. I know. Camp is really... I mean, it's like from Santa to 69. And all, I imagine that all of a sudden you're having to build another myth. I mean, what do you, did you, what do you, what do you say? What do you say to that? This is the craziest sequence of events I've ever heard. Like, honestly, it's like right. doing a herald. It's just, it's just every, just heightening like crazy I air. I mean, just, it went to places you just can't imagine, Brad. Yeah. So I was like, huh, huh. Um, and then I look at Matt and he's like, he's just like, panic and he's just like, okay, well, you know, and he's like, just people at camp kept saying 69 and like laughing oh and we were like, oh my God. Okay. Well, it's a way that adults, you know, when they have sex, cause she does know about sex. Yeah. Sometimes they, it's an adult way of kissing each other in sex is what Fair. Matt said. Matt bad. said. Yeah. And then she was like, Okay. And then that was, and then she was like, can we go swimming? And we were like, yes. Absolutely anything. <laughs> so a few years ago, yes, I had reached out, I believe on our, on our te- housewife's text thread. And I just asked the question, does anyone know where to find shirt? <laughs> because shirt. Um, as, as readily available as they seem to be to the naked eye, it isn't easy to find one that, you like that feels good that you feel good in that you can wear out that you can wear out yes not just in the house but also out on the street that you can live your life in a way that feels promising and I couldn't get my hands on it I also had such a limited place like my frame of reference was Madewell J Crew Nordstrom and it's but not Deanna, that crazy now we have. It seems we have three other years things. on a new quandary. Well, here's the thing, guys. Um, we have them. They're stacked up. They're probably folded in our closet. They are jean. They are a battle. They are transitioning at all times from skinny to wide to high to to low to, to dad ankle. to boyfriend to mom. Boyfriend to mom to, to cousin to, yeah, cousin one, jeans cousin jeans how, how do you find cousin jeans cousin jeans are like you see them sometimes sometimes you don't yeah they come maybe in they get and drunk they at dinner out. thank you <laughs> and they tell you how to give your first hand job that is cousin jeans they're definitely <laughs> okay. trumpy as hell worried 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 um <laughs> so for me and I'm going to throw this out as such a stumper. And I know we have help today. We have help coming in in one second. We're flying them in. Thank God. I'm going to ask something of, of help that I think is going to rock everyone's world. And I almost hesitate to do it. But Uh-oh. what I want from Jean, listen up and listen up good, <laughs> are all the things that I wanted from shirt. And and more. I more? want a eight to ten pound swing <laughs> that I can move within. Now let's. Shall we get our expert out here, <laughs> yes, Deanna? Please. Because I think you can ask her some questions directly. You can please. consult with her about what you're looking for. So we are welcoming a gorgeous gal, just a gorgeous gal who styled. Danielle and I for our garbage world shoot. Every oh wild look you ever did see that was so gorgeous and honestly incredible. She's here now having just written an article that went out into the world about Jean. 
please welcome Sarah near us. Hi, guys. How are you? Sarah. Sarah. Your style is incredible. Um, And I want to say you put us in things for that shoot that I would have never put together, obviously, with my naked eye. I walked away buying something from the shoot. I mean, like Mm. if you're not feeling comfortable, then you're not going to be confident. And so that's the most important thing. And so for me, the feel of the jean is really important. The fabric, if there's enough stretch. And so I've gone through Levi's, Mother citizens and there's just one brand that spoke to me and usually like when especially when I'm looking through a rack of clothes I can spot something I like just by if I'm visually attracted to the fabric and there's one brand that stuck out to me and I've been wearing it for like five or six years (laughs) (laughs) don't don't keep us into suspense (laughs) what is it what is it what is this magical thing I'm obsessed with mother jeans wow this is not an ad and they're just amazing. You know, and I, I don't mean to brag here, but I, uh, the the woman who founded Mother Jeans is a, a parent in my son's class and her name is Leela Becker. And, and, and that's oh. just, you know, I... What, Casey? I'm what? scared, like, to get to know her. She seems so cool. I have not even gone up to her and this is where three years because I'm just like, I don't want her to have to deal, deal with, with you. Are she you always waves, always friendly? Does she, does she look amazing? Like, do does her jean? Her jean game is Danielle. Is she always in her jean? Oh, always <laughs> in her jean. Honestly, giving Sarah a run for her money in terms of jean, and that's because she makes jean. Are you in her jean, Casey? So Rose? great question. I was at back to school night in her jean, and I felt <sighs> a little silly. It's like I'm in your jean, you know. But <laughs> uh-huh. at the same time, wouldn't she rather that? Yeah, I'm thrilled I when imagine. someone say they listen to my podcast. Why wouldn't she be happy when someone says I'm in your pants? I think she would. She liked me in her pants, I think. You know, I think it's but it's not like she was like, I love you in my pants. I think she had the dignity to just be like, we're gracefully moving through the fact. And she seemed, you know, I'm sure happy. You are so close to Jean Casey. I did not know that you were literally butting up against the creator of the ultimate Jean. Like I'm actually shook right now. This is a lot. There's a lot to process. Now, Sarah, Sarah, what is your make and style of mother? Mother has a lot of different fits, a lot of different bodies. They're really good at sort of, you know, kind of tailoring to different bodies. What is your cut and fit? Okay. So my cut and style is a high-waisted skimp and not guilty, which is the darkest black version they have. And so what I do is I have three pairs of the classic um, high-waisted skimp and then For weekends, what I do is that I, like if I'm going to be like wearing ankle booties or just like want like a little bit more of a effortless, like New York vibe, what I do is I I have cut the bottom trim off one of the pairs of jeans. And so that's kind of like my cool girl-esque jean. Oh, you're altering jeans. Yes. Yeah. I don't trust myself to do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that is why you have your PhD because that's some advanced level gening that I'll never touch. I would never. I mean, the idea of cutting it off. Like, is it okay if we don't do that, Sarah? Because that will not be happening with one person listening. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. No one's taking a scissor to Jean just because if we could take a scissor to Jean, we wouldn't be asking what Jean. <laughs> and, and Sarah, why is that the gene that is right for you? What does it do for you, for your body, for your sense of self, for your brain? Okay. So just the material in general of 
mother is incredible. It's the perfect combination of denim and stretch. Um, this style jean is a mid to high waist. And for me, I'm five, eight, five, nine. I have a long torso. It hits in the perfect spot. I can fluctuate like five to six pounds and still fit okay, in. So not eight pounds. So not eight. <laughs> when we go over that six, we need new jean. <laughs> new jean. <laughs> I like what you're saying though. The five to six is helpful. That feels rational. That feels it, rational. It feels rational. It's not the number I'd love to hear, but I would like, do you, now let me ask you this. I find them to stretch quite a bit. So I'll yeah. just say that, especially if you don't wash them a ton. So I, I could get to, I'm going to give you seven, seven. Sarah, (laughs) let me ask you this. Have you pushed to an eight pound swing and tried them or have you never pushed to the eight? I have. Okay. Emotionally and physically. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the gene did not work for you at that swing, that height, the height of that swing. I had someone asking me if I was expecting. Oh, so there we go. And, okay. and with a high waisted, I do find that that is a trouble zone. Definitely. And now I hate to say this again. I so we're so body positive here, but is that gene? And I don't mean gene fault. I just mean in terms of I'm genuinely asking, like, because I've been asked many times, "Am I pregnant?" It's a tough question, you know. Um, we all have to ride through it with grace. But is that on Jean or is that just where we're at? Is that something I can ask even? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's on me. Mm-hmm, I wasn't mm-hmm. feeling comfortable. I was, you know, trying to push myself into something that it was more of a numbers game. You know what I mean? I didn't have the Jean in the next size up. So I pushed myself into a smaller one. But no, this Jean, I I love it. It's super reliable. I own multiple color. I mean, multiple I mean, I have six pairs of them and they're the perfect jeans from going to day to night. And that's how I feel like a lot of mothers jeans are. And is that because you're going with black? Because that was a surprise to me when you said that. You know, I was thinking, obviously, when you think of jean, I think of blue, Mm -hmm. blue jeans, Mm -hmm. but not you. No, not me. I tend to, I, I wear mostly black, but I do love my, actually, I do have one pair of this style in a dark blue and you can go from day to night the fabric itself i mean they're not cheap they're i think they run between 250 and 300 but if you take care of them well and i can give you a good tip so you don't have to wash them frequently then they last a while and it's an investment in your future for sure (laughs) your future and and your present I feel like housewives, the term became so unrelated to what the show was. They're all just single women doing whatever they want. This show, this, this, this group of women, they're like married with kids. Kids like they're younger. They're doing the housewife thing a bit. Like I'm kind of like, okay, we're kind of going back to the roots of the show in a little bit of a way. So I'm like, I'm kind of into that. And they have money. Most of them. Yeah. But they're only one season in. Those marriages will fall apart real quick. (laughs) on the show. Here's where, here was my incredible red flag. Now, I couldn't say this to Jenna, but I'm still finding it to be true. And it's been in the back, 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 back of my head. When we interviewed her, Danielle, she said, I don't know. We all just clicked. We all just love each other. There wasn't anyone I didn't. And I could feel that they actually do like each other. So I don't see anything emerging that's so dark or so fucked up that we're going to have to rehash at the reunion. I think these women are too smart 
to get into these crazy fights and be like Shannon was on OC last week, you know, <laughs> in the garage with the crew <laughs> <laughs> while a fire alarm's going off dressed as Gina. Like, I don't see those moments emerging. And that's why I'm like, sorry, what we're fighting about the fact that Jenna Lyons is a good mom and wants to be with her son, who she sees two weeks out of December, which literally like brought me to my knees with sadness. Never knew I'd have such a and if someone in the trenches with me about Christmas, I'd never thought it would be Jenna oh, Lyons. It, wow. I mean, she's, I mean, I, I'm sure you're thrilled that it's Christmas time in New York. I mean, you must be. And I just felt like Jenna gets it, you know, Christmas. I can feel I it. Get Christmas. I get Christmas. No, but I'm just saying of, of all the women there, she was the one that she just seemed so like into it, which I just appreciated. And then they're being like, oh, where was Jenna? <laughs> like she's with her son decorating her tree. Well, because they were like, she was like, I have an event. And they were like, that's not an event. For me, doing the tree is an event. Oh, it's a huge event. I mean, I'm, I can't wait, by the way. Have you, is yours already up? I have a feeling yours is like September. No, but I have a Halloween tree. I have a Halloween tree and that's going up real soon. Lauren, yeah. where did yeah. you get it? What's on it? Tell me everything. Okay, so it's an orange. It's like a fake tree, but it's orange. And it has um, Halloween ornaments that I've sourced over the past few years. And oh, sourced. <laughs> And okay. um, yeah, so I'm really into like cute Halloween. I'm more of a cute Halloween person than a scary Halloween. I like to make it all kind of vintagey cute. I didn't know there was a vintage side of Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Like a ghost is. that's just like, oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's okay. like adorable really ghosts, like Casper the Friendly Ghost as yes. opposed to Freddy Krueger. Haunted yeah. Mansion. Or, okay. Yeah. okay. I don't like to be spooked by something in my own home. So right. I like to have cute little things. And so I got this Halloween tree. That was, a, I think it was a pandemic purchase because it feels, yeah, it definitely feels like something I needed at it that time. Like it. It, yeah. sounds <laughs> like oh, it sounds like it. Oh, it sounds, we need to clarify that, Lauren. <laughs> I thought I invented so, it. I thought yeah. I invented it. And then I found there was a whole world of people who are obsessed. And you can do a black tree or a purple tree. I remember June wanted, during the pandemic, June like immediately put up Christmas lights. Like, I feel like, she, like we all, everyone yeah. needed. Wait, Lauren, I'm going to get one. You've just convinced me. Oh my God. I and convinced you do like up. orange lights or what, what do you do for lights? The lights on the tree itself, like they're already on it. I think they're just white lights, but. Um, okay. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And you can do like, I have like tinsel. It's like black sparkly tinsel I put around and like and how tall is it it's not huge it's like um five feet something like that it's not nothing five foot five foot nothing okay and last question sorry do you feel warmth in its glow or is it like that's a funny kitschy thing that I have no, no, no. It's really comfortable. It might be six feet tall, actually, because I do kind of think it's wow, tall. Wow. That's a... So you're a getting tree. comfort yeah. from it. It's Oh, it's it gives the Christmas light comfort. And you get it for a couple months in advance. Like, you get to, like, turn it on every when night. When do you put it on? Like, when do you put it up? Yeah. When, when so does your I, Halloween tree go? I could talk about this for five more hours. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> I'm happy to. You want to just fast forward a minute. That's fine. <laughs> but there will be another minute of this. Go I'll on. I'll probably put it up... This year, I'll, I mean, I, I try to wait till October first. But you try I'm, to wait. You're like, Ooh, gotta go, gotta go. <laughs> I might, I might start that off a little early. I might okay. go. I mean, because I think we kind of need it. I mean, I mean, we need it all the time. But I would say I'll probably put it up. A you know, late September, July twenty okay. fifth. And in the living, it's in the living room. Yeah, it's in my space. And is there other decor like around Christmas? You always have like. Yeah. Christmas villages and stuff. What is what are what are your other accoutrements? Yeah. I have a bunch of Halloween decorations. I have a Halloween like a you know like the porcelain Christmas trees. I have one that's a Halloween one of those. I can't believe that that exists. Lauren, I had I have, no idea you oh, could get yeah. that. Oh yeah, you really need all this. And where are you finding these? 
cutesy. Yeah, where like, are you sourcing them? Yeah, um, like and and I picture them all just like cats coming out of pumpkins, you know, totally, like oh, totally. I got the pumpkin hat on me. <laughs> like, I Etsy has a lot of really good stuff, but I also you'll you'll start seeing it everywhere. If you're looking for cute, you know, you'll see that at your home goods. You'll see that at Target. It's okay. all around. Um, I do a bunch of Halloween decorations. I get pretty into it and I've collected a bunch over the years. So it's, it's pretty substantial. Okay. See, I do Halloween lights outside the house. I do purple and orange, like Mm -hmm. around the whole trim of my house, which I definitely feel the neighbors. And by the way, has anyone said one thing to me about it? No, it's a feeling. You know, the yeah. like, energy coming out of the houses that's like, ugh. <laughs> I would be happy with that. Can I touch on Marlo with you, Ray? Oh, my God. What do you want to hear from me? Because it's not well, nice. We had a guest last week who described himself as Marlo Forward. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Pat Regan. And he was unapologetic he's in that. He's so funny, Isn't by the he? way. He's such oh. a good he's such a good comic. He's like, I identify as Marlo Forward. That's my truth. <laughs> What's yours? Um, I if he is Marlo Forward, I am Marlo backward, reverse, <laughs> parallel parking, or like we hate Marlo. And wow. hate, hate is such a strong word. This is a character on a TV show. I don't know her. But I mean, I have never enjoyed Marlo, even when she was a friend of. I think I was very turned off uh, by Marlo in two instances. One was that fight with Sheree in South Africa where they were doing I'll like, never forget that. Right? I was just mm-hmm. like, what is this thirst bucket doing here? There's nothing that bothers me more than an aggressively thirsty person with no charm. If you're thirsty, be thirsty. I mean, the idea that you think that because you're special, you should be filmed and broadcast to millions of Americans is a crazy thing to begin with. So inherently, you're pretty thirsty. But there was just something so desperate. There's desperation on Marlo that I cannot not see. And then um, and then that moment where she told Kenya, that's why your mother left you or that's why your mother doesn't want you. I'll never forget it. No, it's really hard to move past that. Yeah, like Kenya is nasty and she has said some low things. But I think, you know, blaming, you know, like having a minor conflict with someone and saying, well, that's why before she even knew who you would become, your mother rejected you. I just think that's a level of cruelty that isn't fun. Uh, especially when it was Kenya's generosity, to be honest, Kenya's generosity to share that with the public, to have it thrown back in her face like that by her co-worker on the show. I just think that's a, a level of nasty that you can't um, get past. And uh, I, I think I really, really hate that Marlo goes for broke every time we have an argument and then is shocked when people don't want to buy anymore. You know, like she'll she'll say the nastiest possible thing. And I can I can process it. I love to give people their proper context. You're in a foster home. You're rejected by your family. All these things. I can understand why a person gets built that way and becomes that way. But you have an opportunity. You're pushing 50 to not do that, especially when it's your job to keep things light enough that we can all move forward and create a good show. But if every time someone pinches you you pull out an ak-47 it's like what are we doing here and in that way she is allowed to own a gun (laughs) 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 very good good. Um, but like yeah like you can't you can't uh, like 
there's this thing and it happens with Candace all the time and it infuriates me where I see online people will be like, well, you don't get to disrespect me and police how I respond to the disrespect. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. That is why there are self-defense laws and then why it turns to murder if you didn't if you didn't handle your self-defense in the correct way. If you like, I don't know, look like you're going to attack me. I get to, I get to attack you back. But if you're retreating, I don't get to chase you down and put a bullet in the back of your head. And Marlo and Candace too, to a lesser degree, every time someone punches them, they pull out a gun and chase them down and put a bullet in the back of their head. And Dorinda. And Dorinda too. And it makes me so sad on Dorinda because when she's not drunk, she don't move like that. Um, but I don't like watching Marlo do that. Here's Marlo all last season calling Candy a whore, this, 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 and for no reason, for no reason. And then this season, Candy didn't give your nephew a, what did you want? And why does that, even if you were dissatisfied with how your friend handled your grief in the moment, why isn't it just a, Hey boo, I've been sitting on this for years and I didn't tell you this, but it bothered me how you handled how my nephew who worked at your store or your restaurant died. I expected a little more. How come it's not that? How come it's nobody holds candle, Candace, candy accountable and I'm screaming in Drew's face and I, where's the flowers? And blah, blah, blah. it's never measured. And they're Obviously, also not want, friends. They're, they're not. not friends. And, and it's like, even if, even if you're looking for a storyline and you want it to be funny and you want to make good TV, there's good TV and then there's exhausting TV. It I should not be watching Real House of Atlanta and being as tired of Marlo as Candy and Kenya are. Wow. It should be it should mm-hmm. be funny to watch them be tired of each other. But I, Rafa Sani, sitting in my on my couch on Sunday after or some Sunday evening should not be watching this show and being like just as vexed as Candy because she's accusing her of like not sending chicken to the wake. What are we doing here? <laughs> sending chicken. Wait, and I have to say like I am a Marlo fan. I'm not Marlo forward per se, but I was <laughs> you're, a, you're Marlo astride. I'm Marlo <laughs> I'm rooting for Marlo. I'm a Marlo enthusiast. Okay, and okay. and I was rooting for her because I don't know, you know, I think we all saw her pain. Her pain is written all over her. We Marlo know her is past. trauma forward. Yes. Yes, she is. Forward. She absolutely and is. And so I really was rooting for her and I find her funny sometimes, you know. Sometimes. And so, Only yes, sometimes, sometimes though. Um, and so I was rooting for her and I, I literally cried when she got her peach because she was so moved by getting her peach when she That's was That's so made. funny because I was like instantly, I was like, bad idea. I, I knew I it. Cried. Right away. I cried. I wanted it for her. That one, I think they bended to our will, the will of the people wanting it. And you could tell, I just felt it in the air. Bravo was like, this is why we didn't do this. And and here's the thing I would like, you're you're about to send me on a rant, but I won't do it because Danielle's not finished. But I will say that that is a good, that's another reason why I hate Bravo Twitter, because these fans don't know how to make television. And I'm not some special genius TV producer, but I have worked in television and I also watch it differently than most, you know, casual fans watch television. So I know that everything the stands and the fans say they want on Twitter, if 
the network gave them what they wanted, nothing would ever function. That is nothing true. would ever work. And so they're saying, give Marlo a peach, give Marlo a peach. And now every motherfucker on the internet is like, damn, we got it wrong. Yes, the fuck <laughs> you did. <laughs> I'm one of those people. I'm a person I, because I because I think she's not showing us her best side. But also, she's not even showing us a side for real because even this worst side of her is not genuine. She personally, I personally do not believe that she's actually mad at Candy for this. I don't think I that think either. She, she, I think she just feels like Candy has seniority and she wants to poke you know, holes into that. Very jealous of Candy. And I think she wants to believe that she's, like, I think she's tricked herself into believing this matters for her because she already said it. It's out in the universe. So she can't go back on what she says she cares about. But I, too, it rung, it did not, it rang of someone who just wanted to be liked and to have something over someone as opposed to a a, a real, something real to me. And and what is, confusing to me or not confusing well it's not yeah it's kind of confusing to me but I understand maybe wanting to upset the apple cart in my opinion there is seniority in every space that we're in you know like if I've done something for five years the person who's done something for 10 years gets privileges I don't maybe that's very capitalist of me or whatever but that's just true and Candy has given me her dead fiance. She has given me her mom insulting every aspect of her relationship with her husband from start to present. She's given me, her daughter told me that she, her daughter told her that she's not around enough. She's given us her sex whole dungeon. Family. Her sex, sex dungeon. dungeon. Her best friend accused her of wanting to drug and rape her other friend. She's given me families on spinoffs. Toxicity here, toxicity here. You've seen her successful entertainer. Yes. You've seen her recreate her business. And then on a different spinoff, we watched her singing group fall apart on national TV all summer. That was really nice. (laughs) That was really nice. We also watched her family on a ski trip. On a ski trip. We saw her like show us her failing restaurant. We also saw her put up with Todd's screenplay. I mean, that was... Yes. So, Marlo, you don't get to demand that Candy be held accountable for a shooting at her restaurant. Fuck you. Candy has given us, what, 12 years of amazing and honest and vulnerable... And it's not Candy's fault. It's But also, even if it were, even if it were, even if me and me as a business runner were negligent and a shooting happened at my restaurant... I have given this network and this show a decade's worth of my garbage. Even Sometimes if blood I is on keep... your hands. <laughs> yes, exactly. If somebody died in my restaurant, poo poo, we not talking about that. Okay. <laughs> Mom keeps talking shit about Todd, even at BravoCon. Okay. So that's what we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like, yeah. how, how dare you, Marlo? You can't even show us the and the rumor is it's Ted Turner, you can't even show us that your billionaire that bought you that townhouse, you broke up him and Jane Fonda. But Candy, Candy has to, don't, 
Listen, allegedly, allegedly, Casey and Danielle did not say it. I said it. I saw it on <laughs> my Mystic mouth is on the fucking floor. No, that's the rumor and, that her. And that by her the way, old... I accept it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the rumor. Her old white billionaire who paid for her life and like tell, her tell life. us who it is, and I'll give you some some credit yeah, on your so card. Then, yeah, exactly, exactly. Tell tell us who bought your townhouse, and then me and Candy can talk about the shooting. Come on, Marlo, you're greedy and you're and you're not respecting how much work other people have put in. You have been Nini's lapdog for a decade. Kiss my ass. Are you kidding me? Sorry, I can't believe wow. I'm this passionate about no, it. No, I mean, I, this it. is a monologue that will be done in drama schools, right? <laughs> <laughs> But it just seems it just seems it doesn't seem absurd to you. And then you're out there at Sonia's event on a patio. Well, Candy, she sucked this dick and she fucked this guy and Sheree's stupid ass sucking on a straw. Mm-hmm, girl, word, <laughs> all of this. And you're and you're mad that Candy doesn't want to tell you her business. Look what you do with it. I, yeah. We don't even know if everything you said was true. But even if it were, even if Candy was sucking dicks in locker rooms, you haven't told us where you got your money from. And from what we understand, it's from sex work, too. So what are we doing here, Marlo? Now it's all about flowers and candy. It's because the way you treated your nephews was was touchy last season. And so now we got to turn everything on to why everyone else who looked good when you looked bad is a bad person. Get a grip. I'm over it. We are two straight women. Yes, we are. And God, I wish I wasn't. But <laughs> I think it's important you know, that that we try as best we can to bring in different perspectives where we can and when we can. And I feel we failed in that department because a, a gorgeous fan has reached out, Danielle. Ooh, and that. she has offered, offered to be, and I'm using her words here, okay? I believe I'm using her words, a lesbian correspondent. Wow, okay. To give us sort of a queer perspective. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She said she thought she would have some stuff to share with the listeners and would we let her on? And I said, absolutely, what time? She's a writer. She uh, discusses all things pop culture in her work. She's also an essayist. Please welcome Sam Mann. Hi, Danielle. Hi, Casey. Thank you so much for letting me come on today. Thrilled to be here. It's nice to have one that is not ours come on to give us a perspective. Especially during these times when we're dealing with Kyle, Mo One, and Mo Two, Mo Money, Mo Problems, as as the movie is called. As the movie's called, <laughs> Sam, what made you reach out, and and what do you have to offer as a journalist in the field? I mean, we first of all we have so much queer housewife news news right now. So we do have Kyle, yeah. we have Taylor coming out, we have Jenna, we have possibly Drew. There's just a lot in the air, a lot in the ether, and I think. Sometimes as straight women, you are missing a part of what's happening. So I think I can fill that in a bit. And I also come as a particular type of queer woman. So, of course, there's so many ways to be a woman. There's so many ways to be a queer woman. So I'm like a femme queer woman who has spent a lot of my life around high femme women like housewives. So like cheerleading, dancing. I was in a sorority. So this is like a very particular sect of women. I think that's helpful background also. Great. Wonderful background. Sam, what are you making of everything? Let's start with Kyle, if we could. 
I think off the bat, my smoking gun for that video is that if this is which one the, which the music video? <laughs> no, yeah. I mean which smoking gun? I mean that that video was incredible. <laughs> and I mean, I also hate to say like Kyle looks so hot in that video, which I don't even want to say, but she looks incredible. No, we have to say it. We have. I mean, you know, we have. To. We have to. We would. We would be remiss. And that green right. taffeta is so psychotic, and yet I was just like, this is perfect. I love this outfit so much. And the purple the leotard, we'd have to say it. Go on. And the Thank splits you. that she does, like, while looking at Morgan. I mean, wow. Wow, wow, wow. But if you're selling this to me as a trolling video, then you better be kissing. And actually, I've watched the video 400 times to prep for this. Their lips never touch. And I think that's fishy. I think that's weird. I think if you are just trolling, you are, like, making out on a bed, rolling around you're really go for it like going for it so like tell me why you're not actually kissing to me that kind of tips the meter to like maybe you are actually fucking because if not why are you not kissing in this video wow now i have heard some people talk about this video as sort of if you're not gay if you're not in a relationship is this queer baiting And that has been a a term used, not my term, but a term used to talk about this video. Do you have thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't care so much. I'm happy for people to be queer baiting. If we're in a time when people feel safe to be queer baiting, I think we're moving in the right direction. I don't always think it's great or, you know, useful, but I don't have any qualms with that. I do just think it's like, Kyle, be fucking serious with us. You are a woman who has grown up around Hollywood royalty on TV. We've seen you at a Melissa Etheridge concert. We've seen you be (laughs) seen you at a Melissa Etheridge concert. (laughs) We've seen you serenaded by David Foster. So don't tell me that you heard this Morgan Wade on the radio and thought this is music like that. I'm not buying. (laughs) It doesn't connect. (laughs) Oh my God. You're right. It doesn't connect. Wow. So you think it was an attraction to her. That was the thing that drew her and not her music per se. I do. And I don't know if they'll ever like come out. I don't know if she'll ever like admit to a relationship. And I think all of that is fine. She doesn't need to do that. But I do think to like pretend that you're spending gobs of time with this woman and it's nothing and all of this energy. Also, like I haven't seen Halloween. I haven't seen escape to which mountain. So like, I don't, I can't speak on her acting skills, but the way that she looks at her in that video is like, I mean, truly wild. So I was just like, are you that? And maybe she is, but like, is she this good of an actress is my question. I wouldn't say so. I, I wouldn't, you know, no, I like her impressions on Housewives. I will say, I think she's a really good impressionist. I'm a little, are you disappointed Do you feel Kyle owes us the truth in this way, in the sense of like we fucking spent thousands and millions of hours watching this woman and her life unfold? And then this is where she kind of pulls back. Now, granted, the season hasn't aired yet, too. Right. Yeah, of course. I think she owes this to us. I think if you're a housewife, if you're on Bravo and you have been here for such a long time, you owe us this. I hope we get it. I think it would be a wild storyline. I don't know that we'll get it, unfortunately. Wow. So this video is going to come out and we're just, we might never know what's going on here. Yeah, we, we might not. And I feel like she could do that. Um, and also I think with Morgan to just circle back 
Another thought that I have that I would love to get your thoughts on is at first when I saw Morgan, I said, does Morgan look like a heavily tattooed Teddy? A little bit. Wow. But then I also said, do Teddy and Morgan actually look like Kyle? Wow. Okay. (laughs) Wow. I am the other way around. All around. Well, have you noticed Teddy's changed her look quite a bit since we last saw her? Like, there's times I kind of, like, don't recognize her. The hair is something. Yes, it's a lot of, like, mouth, chin, something that the three of them have down here. Yeah, she her chin has moved. <laughs> <laughs> 